Annyeong, and welcome to Halajuku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, P.D. Ray. This is episode 32, The Net is in Rant. Enjoy! Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another week in East Asian pop culture. Here with us at Halajuku. I'm PD Rave. Here with me, as always, is my buddy, Brandon Cooper, aka King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? I'm doing exceptionally well, as I always say I am, even when I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mask the pain, really. <laughs> um, we are, uh, into another interesting week of, uh, you know, K-pop and East Asian pop culture. And we'll get into it shortly. Uh, but first, as we always do, we're going to talk about what we've been listening to this week or some of the music we want to highlight. Uh, Kaz, what have you been listening to this week? Well, specifically for me, I've been listening to Mamamoo, but because we're going to talk about that in a later segment, um, I just kind of went on uh the youtubes and looked at what was new over on the old uh k-pop music stuff and i didn't like a lot of what was new so i just kind of searched through till i found some stuff that i kind of liked not everything in here i found exceptionally well um but starting at the top uh because we didn't start from the bottom um is xok's overdose which i'm pretty sure everyone knows at this point um mm-hmm. Uh, because of the video and, and the song is actually, uh, a really good XO song. Um, and there's two versions. There's an XNOM, uh, X, an EXOM version and, uh, um, XOK version. So I picked the XOK version, um, because I like that one better. Um, mm-hmm. I really like the choreography mainly more than anything about this whole song. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's kind of EXO is really their bread and butter. The more yeah. and more and more I kind of get into, uh, EXO is their, their choreography is really tight, especially in their videos. I don't know how it is on their, uh, on their stage performances or anything like that. I haven't watched enough of those, but in their videos, man, it's so fucking tight and it's so good. And it, it just makes you want, like really pay attention to the choreography in the video. Like it really draws you in. Maybe more than the song does sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, they do have some nice tight choreography because they have some really talented dancers, uh, and they've shown it on some, uh, nice special stages occasionally. Uh, yeah. Some really talented dudes in EXO. Uh, yeah, the talented 11 dudes. Yep. Uh, what else have you been, what else have you highlighted? Um, I also highlighted, uh, let me make sure I'm right on this list. Yep. Zion T's, uh, two melodies, a really, really, really slow, um, song, like kind of just really chill, really just nice, uh, melody, um, with like kind of a really smooth jazz bass to it, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of this soft, raspy voice, like really more soft than raspy. Um, and, and kind of the lyric progression. Uh, there's some little like really modern style singing in here that I wish wasn't. 
um, like kind of the the vocal progressions of like the eh, eh kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really minuscule and it's not in there a lot. But it's just a really fun, smooth kind of jazzy style song, and the video isn't like too over the top. And you know, I get really weird and artsy with Korean music videos, so this one, like you know, kind of with everything being kind of dark and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I just really, I just really liked it a lot. Um, yeah. So it's something I think, cool I think too. people should definitely put on their radar uh, with Sion T because there's stuff from him that pops up every now and again that I really, really mm-hmm. appreciate and like. Um, yeah. And I think he's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely has an interesting hairdo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like a, uh, like a faux hawk, mohawk, like pompadour. Like, yeah, it's, it's really weird. Uh, but yeah, some interesting yeah. music. Uh, and, and lastly, something, uh, uh, you know, going back to the boy group tip. <laughs> yep, uh, going back to the boy group tip, but kind of slaying on the slow pace song tip, and not from a group that you usually get this kind of thing from. And it's actually <laughs> rather funny because I think they also know that this isn't normally their style of music. So, yeah. Um, B-A-P. <laughs> uh, doing a, like a kind of slow song with like kind of a goofy video to go along with it of just like the guys walking around in London and, and looking pretty and kind of doing a way more pretty boy thing than kind of the boy band rap group thing that we're used to from them. And yeah. surprisingly, I didn't hate this. I don't like it. Um, because I kind of like the over the top rap thing from BAP because yeah. they kind of do it the warrior. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they do it rather well. But I I I like this. Like this is we're always talking about, especially with the girl groups, showing diversity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And allowing the girls who normally do egg-yo to do sexy, to do other kind of things. You know what? And I, I I feel like the same thing right here for BAP. Like this is allowing them to kind of do something different. Like, yeah, yeah we're more used to the and I'm I'm pretty sure they have other songs like this, you know, but but I don't have any BAP albums in my collection. So I'm just generally used to what i find from them and that i i instantly like from them which is yeah. the the kind of rap hardcore thing you know yeah um but so something kind of silly and and soft and from and them was a divergence and yeah like you said it's it's fun yeah it's really fun stuff uh yeah, I, I've kind of been like you. I've mainly been listening to Mama Moo, and we're gonna talk about that later. Uh, but I wanted to kind of highlight a couple, uh, like a new song and a couple other songs that, uh, for for a couple different reasons. So, uh, a new, we finally got a new song from Got Seven, uh, and uh, I checked it out, and it turned out to be kind of a cool song. You know, it's it didn't set the world on fire. I would say, at least not for me. You know. But like, uh, you know, it was, uh, a definitely an interesting follow up to their debut track. Uh, a B, uh, definitely better outfits in this video than they had in their debut track. Uh, yeah. And I think overall it, it's a very fun video. Again, like, the a little bit of silliness a little bit less uh uh less cute uh but more overall kind of 
confident goofiness, which is kind of cool. Like yeah. this, like confident, cocky goofiness and silliness that I think works to their advantage. And, uh, and it, it, it's also an interesting, uh, plausible version of the all the guys hitting on the same girl thing uh which is you, they they just saw saw shorty that they they liked and you know what we're all going to holler at her and and let her decide who she wants to know. uh so at least a little bit of a more natural progression more classic boy band mm-hmm. style of that uh but a fun song uh, yeah. did, did you did you get a chance um, to check it out i i i checked it out um, it's very okay. It's not a song yeah. I would further chase a group on, you know? Yeah. It's something I would hear and be like, oh, man, that was pretty good. But then that's the thought that would be in my head and then leave my head, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's not the, the, it's not a revolutionary song. It's just kind of, okay. Yeah. It's, it's catchy. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And the video is fun. Uh, yeah, I, didn't, beyond- I didn't care for the beat too much yeah um i don't know i can't pinpoint it yet like i've been replaying it since we've been doing this segment and i can't really pinpoint what it is about the beat in this song that i i don't like yeah it's one of those things also it's fun funny to see them uh dancing in a burger king bath burger king lock uh uh uh, parking lot not bathroom they didn't (laughs) get busy in a burger king bathroom that's only only one man can lay claim to that uh, but yeah, Burger King parking lot, which they digitally re, uh, ty- uh re-signed as a mart. <laughs> right. Uh, which is funny. Uh, but yeah, fun video. So what else you got? Yeah. So, uh, I kind of wanted to go put, put some more GEG, more senior today, uh, for reasons that I'll go back to <laughs> in headlines, uh, and I'll rant about it in headlines, but, uh, the subgroup, uh, which, uh, that came out, you know, two years ago at this point, actually, kind of crazy, uh, known as Tetsuso or Girls Generation TTS, uh, the subgroup mm-hmm. made up of, uh, the leader, Taeyeon, uh, Tiffany, and Sahyun, so Tetsuso, uh, and was kind of a more vocal subgroup, almost kind of, you know, uh, let, let's be honest, kind of snatching the old, uh, Wonder Girls wig, <laughs> uh, a yeah. little bit. Uh, so it, it's very cool song. It, it's a song, Twinkle, and everybody knows Twinkle. It's Girls Generation TTS, Twinkle, and it's a fun song. Uh, and these are fun girls, and I love, I love me some GG. Uh, but that's all I'll say about that for now. Uh, but moving on to another, uh, interesting track, uh, to, a girl by the name of, uh, Ryusera, uh, of a group that hasn't, that I've, you know, lately noticing that, uh, the, around and the name around, but has never really been on my radar and probably for good, <laughs> good reasons and the fact that they kind of are faltering in a sense, but a group, of, uh, nine muses, uh, Sera and her, uh, brother, Jay Ryu, uh, did a cover of a song which I don't know the name of is Yochum Na, uh, no, Yochum Na Maria, uh, by J Rabbit, which is the, you know, the two girl group. Uh, 
And it's kind of one of the latest uh, entries into her YouTube. Uh, she's been like active on YouTube doing like covers and like little like, uh, you know, single camera covers and uh, a couple of original songs, which uh, were obvious signs that I think uh, I wanted to kind of wish her well, because these are obvious signs that, uh, in fact, she was uh, test about to test free agency because recently she, we found out that uh, uh, her contract ran out and she's heading out of Nine Muses and Star Empire Entertainment. Uh, so she's the latest free agent K-pop, uh, uh, entertainer. Uh, so I wanted her to wish her well. And this is a cute song. This is kind of like her and her brother. Uh, she does kind of make a joke that, no, he's not, you know, it's not me with short hair. Uh, which is kind of cute. And I don't know. What, what, what did you think of like this little, little ditty? Um, it was cute. I, 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 when people do these kind of like kind of self cover things, I always like. Hmm. I just the. I like the song, right? I like that part of it. I just didn't like the video. I think that's what yeah. all it really boils down to. Yeah. I just didn't like the video, like. Um. Yeah. But uh, I, I like their singing. They they both have pretty nice singing voices. Um. And other than that, like it's, like you said, it's a cover, so yeah, uh, it's a, it's a little really cover. Nothing and, more to say about. That. Yeah, it's a little a fun little cover, and I think it's cool that she's been doing some. She's already started to get herself kind of into uh into the rhythm of her post you know nine music's career, and it was kind of cool to see right. the, the fact that she's like, okay, I'm gonna start just making my own music or doing some covers and putting my stuff out there uh, ahead of my free right, agency. That kind of seems. Like, kind of across the board, just in music in general now, that really seems to be the way to, to get noticed is to yeah. do covers. Yeah. Um, to do so, and yeah, I don't, I don't I, know if this may have always been a thing, and I just haven't noticed it until now, because I listen to a lot more more things like podcasts and other things like that that talk about cover songs and maybe a lot more of the people around me talk more about cover songs but it seems to be a bigger thing you know yeah i think in putting yourself out there it is a very it's always just an easy fun project that could get you a bit of instant uh uh recognition like if mm-hmm. if it if it works for you, you get an extra instant recognition. If it doesn't, it's just a little fun project of a song that you like, and you can always just you know it's just there as like okay, I'm gonna sing this, this song I like, uh, and it's a way for musicians to kind of uh maybe use a little bit of SEO magic, a little bit of you know uh you know, a little bit of trickery, I guess, and a little bit of kind of, you know, the old fashioned, uh, style of just kind of getting yourself, your name out there and, you know, just a way to get your name out there. Maybe get a little bit of recognition. And I think it's just something that of the YouTube era, it's kind of a way to do that now. You know how, um, how people always do like the, the kind of thing of, of, uh, K-pop them in YouTube is like the reaction videos and how I always try to have a scheme to make fun of them or whatever. Yeah. Even though, even though a couple of weeks ago we kind of did a reaction video to, <laughs> to, uh, 
in the sense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you kiss. Quit playing. Yeah, you kiss. Um, can we do, can you do K-pop reaction videos to covers of songs? <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be an interesting project. There's a lot of ways we can like do like the joke reaction videos. Like there's, a, and I think we'll have to, not to spoil the jokes, we'll have to, we'll have to come up with, we'll have to write them and, and come up with them. But yeah, that, that's a, a fun idea. Uh, yeah. So look forward to that. I just, I hate reaction videos. <laughs> I do. <laughs> They're always just there. It's like, it's like, it's just them. And it, it's almost like, uh, unless you're, uh, well, I'll say this one sentence. Uh, and I, I haven't watched much, uh, but they all kind of, I have an idea of what they are. A lot of them are the, uh, let's watch the video in real time and then talk about it afterwards. Uh, my, the main problem is if you're, when you're watching the video, if you're not going to react, <laughs> don't post that part, post that part of you watching the video. Just link the video. Right. Or and then there's the, there, there's and then always just, the people who are weird really over the top about it like especially when there's like the ones it's always the ones with two girls or whatever when yeah. they watch a video and they're like okay all right we're gonna start and everybody always has a fucking macbook so you hear the tick 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 on the fucking turning up of the volume and shit i fucking hate that nobody hates headphones um right uh and then they start the thing and they're and they sit back and they're like Oh, it's Chris! Or oh God, it's GD! Yeah. And then like the the review of the song part. I thought this video was really good because GD's makeup was amazing, and like, and you're like, what? I what? No, bitch, what? I don't even understand. Yeah, no, done. Good. Moving uh, on. but moving on. That was uh uh our music we're gonna go over to some headlines uh brace yourselves because it's gonna be fun uh so join us over there Mm. welcome back folks we are here at our headline segment, our kind of overall yeah, topical yeah. Discussion, seg- discussion segment. Uh, definitely a heavy duty week <laughs> in the K-pop world. Uh, and I'll go ahead and set it up. So remember like earlier in the year when girls, Gener- where we had three members of girls generation reveal that they were dating and it was kind of a no big deal reaction. And, uh, the only reason we covered it was because of Hyoyeon's thug tendencies and because I wanted to creep you out with a gif of Nikun. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, you know, with, it, you had, uh, Soo-young, Yuna, and, uh, Tiffany. All reveal, okay, that, you know, they're dating, we have boyfriends, you know, you know, these people that you all know, uh, to, you know, one of them with an actual member of another, like, a quote unquote idol group, uh, one with an actor, you know, but overall the reaction was kind of, okay, 
you know, it, things, there, there may have been some kerfuffle, but there was no big blow up. Um, so coming off of that, I, I don't know if I expressed it on the show, but coming off of that, my mentality and my thoughts was, I naively thought, wow, we've kind of really kind of turned a corner a little bit. We've kind of gotten over a hump with kind of how people react and how people treat idols and you know, how people react to kind of these uh, dating news and you know kind of we're, we're we're having a more of a mature reaction to these things more mature uh kind of uh, more mature aftermath you know so to speak uh things are kind of looking forward moving forward oh was i wrong <laughs> uh so this week uh and it the, the, this, I, when I heard this news, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. We're probably not going to talk about it about on the show, but this is, you know, an interesting new thing. Uh, the next, the next one down. Um, Sunyashide's, uh, Taeyeon, the kid leader, uh, and Baekhyun of EXO, uh, aka Bacon, uh, <laughs> uh, were revealed to be dating. Dispatch, uh, revealed pictures of them and then SM confirmed it. Um, uh, and, you know, kind of, th- that was it. You know, the, the headline, they, they were, uh, they are dating. They've been together since February and, you know, this is exciting. Some people kind of pointed out some like things on their Instagram that have, uh, you know, pointed to that. And I was like, okay, cool. Like my reaction was like, wow, oh, that's really cool. Like they're, they're dating. Yay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, the, you know, I, I figured, okay, you know, the next person dating, I'm like, happy for them, you know, that's cool. Um, of course, coming off the mentality, like, oh yeah, you know, we had come across, you know, turned this corner way back when, you know, it's girls' generation, she's not the first one to date, so there's not gonna be anything that happens. Oh, was I wrong? Uh, <laughs> because, uh, the 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 netizens reacted and they reacted badly. <laughs> um, the the fact that uh, aside from things like you know ships again ship these like uh, ridiculous uh, as fun as they are these ridiculous ships that are propped up on like Tumblr and shit you know uh, those got sunk you know the tiny ship is truly destroyed forever. Uh, the the reaction has start you know started to get uh testy. Uh people commenting on Taeyeon's Instagram, uh very, very, you know, directly harassing, very crossing the line, cursing her out, saying just straight up calling her a bitch and things like that. Uh one of them is a, I think uh, a a beautifully poetically uh, uh, nonsensical, which is, uh, I think this one, uh, please, Baekhyun is gay, don't dating with him. Okay. Which I, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, yeah. and, you know, a lot of reactions all over on the, you know, the netizen buzz and the whatnot. And it's starting to swell. Taeyeon had to, uh, went ahead and she apologized. Uh, people were, uh, 
kind of reading into like messages on her Instagram, which would have been, Oh, this is like a secret message to Bacon because her nickname for him is this, this, and this. And it ties into this with them. And like, they were like reading her ex Instagram. Like it was the fucking Da Vinci's code. Like, like, like we're going to find those, like the back of the declaration of independence. We're going to find treasure. Um, and of course that turned into, okay, the, the, the message between them, uh, turned into now just straight up starting to call them traitors, saying they betrayed their fans, trying to dig up secret Instagram accounts, uh, and, you know, uh, to the point where lately, recently, uh, some people went to the music shows, went to Inky Gallo and decided, Hey, I'm going to get into this music show that is incredibly, uh, tedious to get into. And you have to win a lottery to do that. And I'm going to spend my time here, uh, chanting traitor at, <laughs> at Baekhyun because that's what is worth my effort in doing. And, and most of all, I think the greatest tragedy of all this is the needlessly violent reactions towards the completely innocent Oreos. You know what? Oreos get destroyed. Be... You, you react because I'm, I'm, you go ahead and give your opinion because I, I, I think I'm getting too emotional with Oreos. Here's my interjection for the funny and then my serious, right? Fucking Oreo is happy right now. <laughs> Either way, because they're like, motherfuckers just buying Oreos. We don't care if you eat them. <laughs> You're just going to give us money. <laughs> like, <laughs> please, buy more Oreos to smash and then send Instagram pictures of. Great. And fucking Facebook's happy as well because they're like, you know what? Instagram's getting used. <laughs> That's a hit a day, bro. <laughs> Go buy yeah. those Oreos. You know what? We'll make a promotion that every time you download Instagram, it they send you more Oreos. <laughs> what do you know? Like, hand over fist, motherfuckers. Goddamn. All right. But here's here's the thing, right? Am I surprised by any of this? Fuck no. Um, I just... I I... I'm not surprised by any of this at all whatsoever. Bear? Nope, he's not surprised either. Nah. You want to know why? Um, because I think it's all to do with presentation, right? Yeah. Um, at this point in their careers, going, going with the original, um, uh, stuff, right? Um, going with the original stuff, you have this situation of a group that is very, very well established, has an older demographic of fans that even in their own lives are, are starting to date, have children and do other things, right? Uh, that being 2PM and, and girls generation, right? So to have two people in those groups intermingling, I think their fans can wrap their heads around that way more adjustedly. And there are probably fans in, in those, in those corners who overreacted and had, 
excuse me, and had the whole like, oh my god, I can't, you know, and smashed cookies on Instagram. Um, but I think with these groups who are at their peak and, and establishing themselves still in a certain sense, uh, especially EXO, uh, who are very much at the height of their popularity. So there are a lot of young fans and a lot of, emotional teenagers who are yeah. fans of this group or whatever and and link themselves very hardenly to these groups um uh you dispel the fantasy to a certain extent and i think also in the management mind at this point i think they're starting to take a little bit of the american mentality with these kind of things because then it becomes something that you can promote right because yeah. before it was like keep the innocence keep the innocence keep the innocence but now i think you know with with the the birth crisis and all these other kind of things everything in korea is all about kind of statistics and making money right yeah. so um they tend to they you, tend to you, feed the the that that yeah the fantasy and they tend to kind of uh I, this a lot of this is I think at the core one of the main things is uh why I hate the word idol <laughs> I hate the word mm-hmm. idol because uh and I'm usually not one that doesn't uh, would like to kind of be move beyond a specific word and more towards language but sometimes words dictate the language uh as much as language dictates words uh and the the constant use of the word idol when you really mean just a particular genre of group uh ties into this these like diff whatever the genre of the concept is ties into the these almost putting these people on another pedestal and then that in turn even though it feels like okay we're lifting them up it still dehumanizes them in a sense especially to young impressionable emotional people it dehumanizes them and uh deifies them and then when you see cracks in that uh, that delusion, <laughs> let's be honest, it, it could cause you to react badly. And let's be honest, the, the entertainment agencies feed into that because that makes them money. <laughs> that, the, the, that, 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 uh, that fantasy and that deification of these artists by very impressionable young people with uh, disposable income, uh, you know, that they, they want to spend their New Year's money on something and they'll spend it on music. Uh, they feed into that. So it, it, it's one of those things where I, I keep like, I, 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 I've always, I think even when I started getting into K-pop and this thing, all this stuff, I, I, that word idol always bugged me. Like, like what makes them an idol? And then I started kind of accepting it as a term just for like a, a type of group. Like, you know, this is a band. This is a vocal group and this is an idol group. <laughs> like, but this brings it back to the, the, how these, you know, these kind of pet, the, the, that, that feeling of, uh, deification a little bit, 
I mean, that's probably overstating it, but, uh, the idolization and that is also a level, a, a type of dehumanization where anytime these people are human, people react badly to this. We've seen it with, uh, when Kara, Kara had a, uh, a less than perfect interview. They got shit stormed on when, mm-hmm. you know, Tiara had, you know, Tiara lost a member and there was some like unsubstantiated rumors about bullying. Uh, and then they were, you know, there were bad reactions to that. Like, and now they've had trouble, re- uh, recovering from that. Uh, there's that part. Uh, the another level that I've kind of had a big issue with is also the entitlement issue <laughs> with, with these, uh, cause every argument that I've seen from anybody trying to justify the, the buttheartedness of people's reactions to this and, I don't think I've stated this and I, I apologize for that. This, uh, this is not from even close to a majority of, uh, K-pop fans. This is just a, I think a majority of fans, a large majority of fans have reacted like common sense human beings, <laughs> uh, especially internationally, but even uh, domestically, a large majority of the fans have just reacted like normal human beings. Like, oh, that's cool. You know, or have made jokes like, oh, my ship is sunk, whatever. Uh, but have reacted like normal human beings. And this is a small minority. But I think there has been kind of this like level of, uh, argument. So at first it was the, the buttheartedness. And then when they, when they realized that they kind of look dumb for thinking for being jealous of this relationship. Like if they were had a chance at these people, they started to backtrack and they started going, well, we're not mad about the relationship. I mean, we understand that they can be, have a relationship, but we feel upset about this betrayal and, uh, you know, with this secret messages and the, you know, them kind of having a private life rather than always being public to me. I should have access to all their private life. You know, how dare they have a private Instagram that they don't use when they're, you know, that when they use, that they use for their own personal communications rather than for their public brand imaging, you know? How dare they, they have that? They, they belong to me. It's like this sense of entitlement and that is kind of been it, it, it's been annoying me. It's been like kind of, uh, bugging me this whole week and, and, uh, you know, every single argument on that is like, basically there, there should be, you, you, okay. You should have no feelings about this relationship other than, eh, okay. Or man, that's really cool. Cause you, you don't know them personally. <laughs> So therefore you really have no right to have an opinion on it. So yeah, you should be indifferent or there's really, and you can be supportive of it because there's no, nothing wrong with uh wishing a stranger well. So there's nothing wrong with going, Hey, you, I think you're swell, but to think negatively about these people that you don't know and that owe nothing to you, <laughs> uh, other than, you know, the fact that, uh, 
you're a consumer of the content they create is, is, is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it just, it boils down into, like you said, entitlement. The fans think that they're entitled to these people, that these people belong to them in some sense. And I said, like I said, it's the younger fans. It's that younger generation of fan who, who don't really know how to grasp everything that is happening around them, right? They make yeah. these groups and these idols pretty much their whole entire life. They 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 make everything about them uh the the ultimate issue, you know, in life. Yeah. Um and they really just at at a certain point just don't know what else to do with themselves. Um, yeah. So it just yeah. those things just tend to happen and they tend to kind of overreact and, and do things over the top. And what will happen is at some point in their life, they'll grow up, they'll, they'll look at these things and they'll realize, man, that was dumb. That was yeah. shitty. And some of them won't like, some of them will legitimately go on for the rest of their lives thinking that, that they were done wrong, you know? Yeah. Uh, like that. Uh, well, recently there was a Reddit post with somebody trying to, uh, you know, or, uh, somebody by the name of hear me out for once <laughs> went on this, well, TLDR rant, TLDR explanation on, uh, you know, where he tries to like, well, you know, I, I understand that the, like basically says, uh, yeah, we're not mad that they're in a relationship. Uh, it's really because of this. And then he goes on to, you know, you gotta understand over those over here in Korea and is mainly specifically speaking as somebody uh, domestically about the domestic uh, reaction to this. Cause it's really been bad there. Uh, because they say, okay, most of us, you know, most have placed a large part of their lives into this, and for the most of the masters of fan sites, leaving SNSD is not an option. Uh, you know, we dedicated our lives to this, we dedicated our private times, you know, we, we you know, uh, and for the, them to kind of, and the sense that, uh, we feel betrayed, or we feel kind of like we're losing them, or we feel like, had our back turned on them or mocked and all this ridiculousness and somebody and i i want to go to this one comment that i uh replied to and i think but the one comment kind of succinctly points out the problem and i'll put my uh because you know i'm awesome and i made a great reply that got a lot of upvotes uh she says uh she makes this analogy uh, I imagine it's she. Says, I feel like this whole incident can be paralleled to a best friend kind of relationship. If your best friend gets into a relationship and basically stops spending time with you, it really hurts. Feeling of betrayal and anger will arise, not because you don't want your friend to find love, but because someone he or she met of the opposite sex basically degrades the friendship. Like OP is stated, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and thanks to OP for this post. Uh, to which I replied specifically. So this is kind of highlights the, the current argument. And I pretty much put it like this. You're not her best friend or even her friend. She's a content creator and you are a consumer of said content. Period. She has given no indication that the content will cease being created because she's dating. So there is no parallel. <laughs> the only thing that there is less of between you, the uh hurt individual, and Taeyeon 
is the illusion of your entitlement to a private life. Because mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, and and it's it's also mainly for the people who who have their fantasies in their head of like, oh, and then Taeyeon's gonna marry uh blah 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 from this group, and they're gonna have children, and their children are gonna grow up and be the next idol, and uh, my children are gonna love them too, and then it's just like, no, no, she she wasn't supposed to be with him, no, that ruins my fantasy. Yeah, see, because that's kind of the stuff that you usually do to fictional characters, which is fine. Like if, like, you watch Supernatural or Doctor Who or, you know, these, like, uh, True Blood or whatever these shows that people like to ship characters and, like, oh, you know, that's a bummer that the storyline didn't go the way I wanted to go to. But here's the problem. These aren't fictional characters. <laughs> They're actual real human beings. You know what? You know what? Here's the thing. In a sense, they kind of are, right? Yeah. What the product that you buy is is created, right? Yeah. And the person on on the cover is is dolled up and put there for you to look at, for you to to, to idolize and do that thing. But when that stops, and at a certain point during the day it stops, they have a life to live, just like you do. Just like I do. Like, when me and Petey do this, people can can understand who me and Petey are through our love of K-pop. Is that what me and Petey do all day? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes, but, but not necessarily. For the majority, no. You know, Petey... Like, if, if, if you listen to the show, and, and if, if Petey never... Like, if Petey focused primarily when we did this show on K-pop, you wouldn't know that Petey is also a wrestling fan. You wouldn't also know that he likes to play video games. You wouldn't know a lot of the other things that make him him. And then if you all of a sudden found those things out, you would be like, no, that, that he doesn't like that. I know what he likes. And no, you actually don't. You don't. Yeah. You just know this. You, that's all that you know. And that's not going to change. That's never going to change at all in any way whatsoever. The product that you know is not going to change. You just have you just have more information than you had before. Yeah. Uh and get over it. it. And, yeah. <laughs> get over it. Uh I say that a lot on this show. <laughs> yeah. People need to get over it a lot of times. It's like, you know, make make like make like Elsa and let it go. Let it go. <laughs> uh, I haven't even seen that movie yet. Uh, and it, it's, it's starting to get ridiculous. Like, uh, even, uh, you know, there's also that, that is, you know, breaking the fantasy. And then there's also the other, the flip side, when people kind of lock themselves into a negative narrative about, you know, people and then only let the things that feed into that narrative continue to seep through uh which is something that i i you know i I talked to you earlier this week i'd mentioned uh you know like basically last week when i'd gotten around to like watching last week's uh, episode of roommate uh i had actually bothered to look at like the reviews in the comments and like every other comment was a complete it was completely shitting on nana's lifestyle uh, Nana being, uh, of Orange Caramel and primarily after school, who is one of the members of the SBS variety, uh, reality show, 
uh, that we've talked about a couple times here, uh, roommate. And, uh, I linked an article about how she talked about, you know, the net, you know, the different, all the negative comments that have been put out on her and how she's kind of been affected by that, that even though she doesn't want to, uh, the fact that there's a whole lot of people out there nitpicking and picking at every single little thing that she does that could find negative mm-hmm. could start to <laughs> weigh on her. Uh, and the main thing, it, it, it and it's, it's a sad thing because if you, if you actually look at her on the show and you kind of actually read her personality, she is a very, she, I don't understand what person they're looking at. Cause the person I see is a very sweet, very reserved, kind of, uh, low key person, but that is ultimately sweethearted and is a likable person. Uh, that just kind of is learning to come out of her shell a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you gotta let them be a human being. Like, um, you know, she's a human being. She's like, you know, sometimes she doesn't, isn't as extroverted as some of the other people on that show. Sometimes she isn't, she, her personality doesn't function the same way as, you know, you would consider the perfect, uh, you know, the, the, the perfect, you know, some, maybe a certain quirk. You might read as her being rude, but she's not. Like she's just a human being, and and this is edited and to like uh I don't know what what do you think about? Can you give your thoughts? Because I'm I'm not making much sense. <laughs> um, I think it it. it it boils down to something we touched on earlier, right? It's the whole whole product versus reality thing, right? Um, you have this thing that you know to be the product, right? Um, which is which is all all idol groups present very outgoing, bright, bright, smart, or ditzy girls, right? Um, and. In reading all these stories, the thing I've, I've come to realize is before there was this blockade, right? There was the idol and then the idol's lifestyle and then management, right? Which always had been the blockade before and then the fans, um, and press too on that, on that side of the, the blockade with the fans. Now there seems to be less and less management. Well, mm-hmm. less and less management intervention, um, yeah. let's say, right? With, with access to the idols and access to the idol personality outside of being an idol. Um, and it seems like the management sector of a lot of these companies now are trying to let the personality speak for itself. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's all a sales tactic, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot more people who are being allowed to date. Yeah. Um, where before the rule had always been, no one's allowed to date while you're an idol. Um, there are a lot more idols in reality TV 
uh, like in, in the reality sense of be yourself on TV, not be who you are presented to be. Um, and there are a lot more of these styles of, of who you are shows coming in, in Korea than have been there before. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it like started small with kind of the single, uh, set people, you know, Rain and, and, um, other people have kind of done these things. And I know Jay Park did it for itself, um, yeah. on his YouTube channel. Uh, and, and uh, Jay Park's in kind of a whole different, different area than you could put most Korean acts or whatever. Um, because he has a more ment- American mentality to a lot of these yeah. things. And I think what's happening now is what happened for us here in America about 10 or 12 years ago when we were in our boy band, girl group, girl idol craze. And then that started to fall apart because people weren't really into those things. And you had to figure out, well, how do we keep selling this? And reality TV became kind of the big thing. And and celebrity reality TV then became the even bigger thing. Because, like, I want to know who that person really is. And I think Korea is kind of latching on to that as their their continued selling point. But what's happening is you're going to get all of the bad first, right? Because the the kind of asian culture fights against a lot of these things right so you see her on this show and she's very quiet and reserved and and like when she gets angry she keeps it to herself and like kind of huff and puffs but then like lets it go or whatever and she doesn't react a lot so people are just like the fuck she's boring like you know and and all this or other or stuff they call like, her rude or like you know and stuff like that And I think it's just the culture shock of being able to see these people who are generally presented as products to you as human beings. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, she's just a socially awkward kid, you know, who happens to be an idol, you know? Yeah. But she's put into this whirlwind situation of, and, and it, it's the whole premise of the show is that a lot of these people don't live around other people or, or are just locked into their living system or live with their parents still or live alone and all this kind of stuff. And in Korea, when you say those things, when, when you say someone lives alone, you generally mean they are alone. They go out, they see friends for a couple of hours a day, they go to work, yeah. they come home and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like it is this very different culture thing Hell, you're not living um, with your parents and not being married is still a, a kind of a new thing because you in korea you live with your parents till you get married and uh, until right. and not not till you find your future uh, spouse no specifically till you are married <laughs> and then you get married and then you move out of your house like you will have you will sign that marriage license and then you move out of your parents house like uh, not when you have a fiance, like it is like up there, and like so, living alone is a a, a new a, a new thing, at least uh, something for new thing for people to expect. Accept, uh, and 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 the fact that she isn't, the, yeah, like like you were saying, I think you were kind of going on a good uh, run before I interrupted you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. It's culture shock at the end of the day. All of this, all of it, all of it, all of these stories that we're talking about right now 
um, except for the one or two that we're going to get to, are, are fucking culture shock. Are the yeah. fans having culture shock to getting to see who these people actually are? Um, um and, and I think the, the I think the, the yeah. They'll continue with it and it'll, it'll, it'll keep happening and, and. Yeah. Uh, I think the, at, the at next step is, yeah. They'll get over it. Yeah. The thing, the next step is to, I think the key thing is to not, uh, A, I hope that this doesn't cause Nana to kind of go back into her shell because she's trying to, she's doing a good job kind of coming about her, out of her shell and she's, she's a lovely person. She was actually really funny on the show and, uh, you know, even when she's having her lesson and the great moments, she makes it funny and she's having fun. She's laughing with new friends and making friends. Uh, and I think the thing is to keep going, keep kind of putting, being honest, uh, uh more idols being more honest. Uh, even things like the fact that Unjung of Tiara, uh, almost kind of indirectly, uh, admitted to being sexually active, which is, Obviously, she's not the first person in a girl group for, uh, for people to, uh, obviously know that is sexually active. But she's, I think, one of the first people to just like say, hey, uh, you know, not delib, not literally, but hey, I do things. Like, uh, specifically she said on the show Witch Hunt, which I desperately want to get subbed episodes of, but you, you can't find them anywhere. Um, because it just sounds like a cool show. It's a 19 plus rated show where they actually talk frankly about, you know, sex. <laughs> Koreans talk about sex openly. But, like that, that's wild. Uh, where she basically admitted that she's sexually active and she's, uh, submissive in bed, if you, if you like that sort of thing. Uh, she says that, you know, uh, I'm outgoing and, and aggressive by day, but sweet by night. And, you all know what she means by night. And I think, uh, it's nothing, like Asian Nugget says, there's, you know, for an idol, sure, there's nothing wrong or necessarily new about it. Gain and kind of Lizzie have copped to these things. You know, we know more or less, we know these things about idol, uh, singers like Narsha and other people, you know, it's nothing new. But that being that next step of kind of being open about it, uh, just in general, Korea needs that next step. I think, uh, lately we've seen a lot of 90s nostalgia in Korea. I think the next step for that, you know, that reflecting of the 90s is to do that thing we did in the 90s where we all decided to go, Hey, let's talk about sex. <laughs> let's actually uh, and not just in the salt and pepper way, but let's actually talk about this. Let's actually have an open, honest discussion about all the different aspects of it all. You know, let's actually start actually being honest about ourselves, about each other, being informed, being, uh, communicative, uh, and <laughs> something to start, you know, we remember in the nineties and then I think we're still growing on now. Uh, on different levels, even here in this country, on different levels, we're still growing yeah. on certain aspects. So I Definitely. think it, that's going to be one thing, you know, being 
the sex thing. <laughs> like, uh, and that'll open, that'll kind of start to break down the, the illusion, the kind of the, the barrier and kind of, uh, you know, break down those, those ideas of idealization and just straight up tough love. Like this, uh, like Exo's Luhan, uh, just straight up calling out Sasangs and saying, like, this isn't cool. Uh, right, like it always is. Me because I, I didn't, I meant, I meant to look it up. What, what are the Sasangs again? The stalkers. <laughs> like the okay, ones that, okay. you know, that, that go that extra mile of following I, I, idols around. I don't know. I, I meant, I meant to look it up, but for some reason I was translating it in my head as crazy. Uh, I mean, bitches be cray, but specifically talk about those that like fall, you know, constantly follow them around, hang around outside the hotel room at all hours, you know, knocking at the doors, you know, the, like we told, talked about before, the ones that sneak into Exo's dorm room and steal Dio's underwear, uh, you know, those kind of people. And, uh, apparently, uh, Rumor is that one of the members of EXO actually had somebody, uh, sneak into his hotel room and install a camera and videotape him, like, uh, m- m- putting on makeup and stuff. And it's like, and put it up on the internet. Um, and then, or here, you know, EXO Luhans, this is, uh, uh, you know, in previous interviews, says that songs are serious problems more than it affecting them. It makes them angry that their neighbors are and others around them are being harmed. Like uh, Luhan straight up said, "You know, can you stop following me?" Put a picture of the person, the, the car that was following her, because there was this one girl that was following him constantly. And this is in China. Uh, there's one girl can't follow him. He's just like straight up t- took a picture of them and says, can you please stop following me? Aren't you, you know, being too self-righteous? I won't say the things you said to me here. Apparently actually saying some things to him and put it on his Weibo and, uh, just to straight up calling it out. And I think that's also another step, just some tough love. Like, Hey, stop it. <laughs> Just turning around and say, hey, I appreciate that you dig my stuff, but there's a line. And there's a line of acceptability, and you're kind of, a lot of you are crossing it. Um, and at the end of the day, this is, uh, this, all this conversation is definitely not about a majority of K-pop fans. I think a lot, like no. I, I said it before, a large majority of K-pop fans are common sense human beings (laughs) and are, you know, just dig the tunes and dig the people and have fun, say even shipping characters and doing the, you know, uh, this person uh, would be hilarious couple with this person, or they would make an adorable couple, but, (laughs) but they don't take that seriously. Like they just do that for the fun of like putting stuff on Tumblr and making pictures and like, you know, just for the fun of it. And, Treating that as kind of the fun fictional characters, but having the perspective of I'm having fun with this kind of fictionalized world around this uh, genre of music, uh, but still, you know, but it's still a fictionalized version of it. And this is not reality. This is just I'm having some fun on Tumblr and I'm having some fun with my friends, you know, uh, doing photoshopping these two characters and, you know, to these two uh, singers into like making out with each other or whatever. And it's just for fun. 
so a majority of people are common sense people. It's just this minority who's kind of been allowed to be the, you know, uh, establish their delusion, establish their feeling of entitlement and probably need to be shaken up and scolded a little bit. You know, uh, I think that's going to be the, 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 the thing to look out for. Uh, going forward is how they address these things. Cause, uh, you know, things like a little bit of tough love, you know, a little bit of actually just letting these people be honest about who they are and maybe a little mm-hmm. bit better stalking laws, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, cause, uh, you don't hear about salsa. You, you, you hear occasionally one stalker. And that shit gets stopped here in the States. You, you, stalking gets shut down quick here in the States. Like that's, you, you don't hear about saucings here in the States, uh, or any kind of that. You hear about one guy or one girl and that person gets arrested and, you know, uh, and, and that gets shut down quickly because we have laws <laughs> to, you know, protect mm-hmm. public figures. So I mean, it is kind of crazy to expect uh, the Korean government to actually put something into action that would be actually useful, but hey, let's hope it happens. <laughs> uh, but moving on, I think the <sighs> yeah, I think <laughs> we've we've had our rant. <laughs> uh, but that's it for headlines. I think an, an odd finish to our headlines, but. It is there nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna get into our Hallyu talk segment with another, uh, interesting mini album review. Uh, so join yeah. us over there. Juku talk segment. Uh, we're talking about different media, different uh, type of uh, particular things, kind of go in depth on something. Uh, this time we're going to do another one of our, I guess this time not so random, but another one of our kind of single mini album review, uh, notable album review. So this time uh, a very anticipated, at least by me and at least by the, this podcast, uh, debut. Like an official debut of a certain group by the name of Mama Moo. Uh, this is a group that if follow this, if listeners of the show or viewers at this point, uh, will know because we've been talking about them as kind of their, their career has, uh, progressed to kind of their pre-debut career on, you know, where there'd be a couple of guest appearances and, you know, a couple of, uh, singles that they've released, um, leading up to their official debut. Uh, if you're not aware, Mama Moo is a four girl group, uh, made up of mm-hmm. Solar, uh, Moonbyul, 
Wien, and Wasa. Uh, and, Great. you know, we've, we've, like I said, we've chronicled their career. You know, we first saw them. They had the song by the name of Don't Be Happy with Bumkey. And I remember saying, like, this is like this, uh, new group and they were already collabing with Bumkey, you know, uh, the, uh, Korean PCP, you know, greatest guest, guest rapper, uh, in, in K-pop. Uh, uh, and it turned out, you know, we kind of were really impressed with this, like, new group of this new song. And they followed that up with, uh, collab with, uh, K Will. <laughs> Again, we're like, man, these girls can network. <laughs> like, first Bumkey, then work with, they're working with K Will. Uh, and another impressive track. Uh, on top of that, they released a track with, uh, with Geeks. Uh, I think that just an audio only, they didn't have an official music video, but that, you know, uh, that was out there and people got to listen to that. And then we finally got word that they were going to have a debut mini and, and it happened this week with a, a lead single, uh, by the name of Mr. Ambiguous. Uh, the EP itself is Hello. Uh, and it features Two of the songs that we, ta- uh, we, that I mentioned before. We already knew. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he had a whole hair hole with geeks <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> don't be happy with Bumpkey. Uh, in addition to this title track and a couple other songs, uh, and, and made up a, you know, a very interesting debut mini album. And I, I don't, it almost doesn't, impressively good debut mini album impressively good debut i don't know at least under um to me um you got a chance to check it out uh for the segment obviously uh i gave this to you and i decided we should talk about this uh mini album since we've been talking about this group as they progress what what were your impressions when you finally got a chance to to listen to the mini um, so the way, the way I do this is, um, I, I already kind of knew I was going to like it, right? Um, uh, I, I kind of already had this feeling that I was going to like what I heard from them because so far everything that I've seen and heard from them, I've, I've really liked. So I went through it and I went through it for the kind of start to stop thing. Like, am I going to skip anything? Am I going to, am I going to, is something going to pull me out all of a sudden and I'm going to realize that I'm listening to music? And I didn't. But then the other thing that happened was I forgot it was on. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is also not good. Um, the songs flow together really, really, really well. Um, especially at like a medium volume. Um, but, and in the album and music progression itself, I loved everything about this. Um, uh, and I, I, I'm realizing more and more how much I like mini albums. Like yeah. six or seven songs, like, like five to six songs is good, you know? Yeah. Uh, especially as an introduction and especially as something. And I really think the most times you don't really need to have an album with more than nine or nine songs at most sometimes. Um, like, and 
looking at it kind of like there there was no intro or outro like we had last time with um yeah, with, it was just uh, a kind of minor intro and that's with my name yeah yeah with my name um which i grabbed the cd um but it was just like kind of a little mini intro, which is called Hello. Then you get into Mr. Ambiguous, uh, he, he, ha, he, ho, ho, he, <laughs> with Geeks, um, Baton Touch, I Do Me, which is a solo by, uh, Hasa, uh, or Hase, uh, and then followed, up, followed with the last track, which is Don't Be Happy featuring Bunky, which like you said was a song that we already knew and kind of was, was used to introduce us to them. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I generally kind of liked everything here. Now, does it stand out against other mini albums that we've heard before? Namely, our, our, um, uh, a GI mini album that we've listened to and, and kind of passively talked about? Like, no, cause I, we were on that GI mini album for weeks <laughs> at a time, you know? Um, yeah. Like, like, uh, like it, it was so good. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, um, we were all over GI and like, but I, I have to say, yeah, for me, I, I kept going back to it, and I, and the reason I shared it with you is because I was like, just listening to it and jamming to it and enjoying all the different songs. Uh, yeah, it definitely did flow well together. Uh, and it did, but it did have a nice selection of styles uh it, their their sound is really cool their sound is really tight uh they're definitely working with some top-notch people uh they definitely know how to network <laughs> like yeah uh, i i would love to see how many business cards they've printed out over the time <laughs> over their career because they've probably printed out a bunch of demos and, and business cards because they they they've got their name out there like uh and they got the right people to listen to them like just this Mr. Ambiguous uh, a video just the cameos on this like you said Bunky Bunky we sung uh Becky Young you know cameoing on on this like K Will actually appearing in a music video what <laughs> he doesn't even appear in his own music videos like crazy <laughs> Um, right. So they, they, they definitely have, they, they definitely f- network their way into f- working with some top talent and they, they are the, themselves, uh, like we talked about before, they themselves have their hands in the creative pot as well. Uh, and they, I believe they have some composing and writing credits on, on this album. And, yeah, it's a very interesting kind of selection of styles. Uh, they've been compared, uh, they've gotten a lot of positive comparisons to, uh, Wonder Girls. Uh, and I've seen a couple of comparisons to, uh, Tatiso, kind of that, that retro R&B style, which works really well. And I think that, the, like, the song, uh, that I also want to point out that was an interesting, uh, song that stood out was uh the one you mentioned the the solo track the i do me with his which is wasa's like solo rap track she's a she's the maknev group like the i also love this trend of confident uh maknevs that stand out and aren't in the background and sheepish and and overly humble i like this new thing that we're seeing with maknevs like 
they're, 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 they're kind of asserting themselves, even though they're the youngest member, uh, being anti-Confucian in, in that sense. But, uh, and was, well, and also, also she's the youngest member in a rather young group too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that song was like kind of cool. They're all and, born in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a really cool, like little rap song. Like it, it was fun. Like the, the hook is kind of simple and fun to sing along with. Like, uh, and it's just a fun song about drinking, you know, like, boy, I like to drink. Boy, boy, I like to drink. Boy. <laughs> And, and I think it worked well. And, and overall, I think it was a solid mini with some fantastic tracks. Uh, I, I really dug it, uh, that we'll have to see how it stands up, you know, upon further listens, what they can follow it up with. Uh, I think they have the chops that they have the vocal slayage <laughs> in them. Uh, they, they've got the, they've got the chops when it comes to singing and any, and any of the live performance, any of the performances you see on the music show, uh, music shows, you, they, they prove it right there. Uh, they, they have the chops. We're going to have to see yeah. if they can keep this momentum going because they, they're, they're definitely making some headways and this is a fantastic debut. I think this is so far possibly the most impressive debut of 2013 so far i think uh actong musician is probably the one thing that one group that i would say would contest with this and i might beat it but i think this is one of the most one of if not the most impressive debuts of 2014 so far yeah i will i will i would definitely agree with that mm-hmm uh, so uh, yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, so far very impressed by by all the things that they do. Um, and I, like I just hope, I just hope, I just hope, unlike GI, they stay consistent. You yeah. know, like GI was very consistent in in promoting up to the release and then promoting after re- the release, but then it went really quiet. And I I'm just hoping that means that they're making more stuff. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, that that kind of quietness is not always a good sign. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah. I think hopefully those are good things. I I definitely like that they've got the the chops and they've got the confidence and they got the swagger and I think that it's all say shaping up really well and I and I really like the group. Uh and I'm really looking forward to to their uh progress in their career. Uh I think yeah, definitely agree like, on that. And but then it's also the thing where like do you think they could like with with, with what they've presented so far being very big and very and it's small in it, it's in its presentation, but very big. Cause like you said, having all the, especially in the Mr. Ambiguous video, all those co-stars, all those people, you know, kind of in a sense supporting them. Um, and yeah. having kind of this big show of really well put together videos, well, really put, well, really well put together music and all this kind of stuff. Like, can they follow that up? You know, uh, like, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see if they can follow that up. It's kind of a good problem to have, kind of a nice problem to have, but <laughs> but yeah, I don't yeah, know, it's... you know, like like I don't know <laughs> how good that is because then you're that that's when you end up in that situation of like in the boardroom, like 
what do we do? <laughs> like, uh, what do we do next? We did it. We did everything we can think of. Ah. Yeah, so I think uh, we'll have to see how they can follow it up. But I think they're doing a good job so far. And I think uh, we're looking forward to what, what comes next. Uh, but uh, those were our thoughts on Mamamoo. Just go check them out. Check out the, the album, mini album yeah. if you haven't checked, if you haven't already. Uh, it's already, you know, it's and I mean, I, I know, I know this was kind of rather short in the, this talk segment, but we spent a lot of time in headlines and we don't want anything to kind of like, like mull over this. Like, ah, it didn't seem like they were really that into it. No, we're definitely saying Mamamoo is on our radar just as much as GI was on our radar, yeah. just as much as, as XO or, uh, yeah, it was just as much as Crayon Pop was on my, <laughs> I think. Uh, okay, it's starting yeah, to build, yeah, you know, back or anything like, yeah, like that stuff and like, what's up? My, you know, I don't know if they're going to, you know, are exactly match the kind of weird relationship we have with what's up, but kind of they're on our radar similar <laughs> to what they, they, how they were. Uh, so we're really yeah. excited. I'm really excited. I'm going to keep jamming to this for a while now. Uh, we're, I'm, it's going to be weird next week because I'm going to have to come up with, uh, more songs that aren't Mama Moo. To share what I've been listening to the, the whole week. So I'm like, damn, I'm yeah. gonna have to listen to something other than Mama Moo this week. Uh, but that, that's then. This is now. And this is the end of uh, another fine episode of Halijuku. Uh, Kaz, you got anything going on in, in your world? Uh, go, just go check out the latest episode of all the podcasts. Go check out the latest episode of Record Breakers. Go check out the latest episode of Shooting the Shit with Two Dirty Black Guys, where we talk about E3 and we have a very special guest on, um, to kind of talk about that. Talk about all the games, all the things that we're excited for, all the things that kind of went into that and, and what we may or may not be looking forward to coming out of E3. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, check out all the things, subscribe to all the things, subscribe to the show, uh, we're Halijuku, kpoppodcast.com, uh, about.me slash King Kaz, about.me slash pdrave, twitter.com slash pdrave, you know, pdrave all over the internet, uh, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, share, like, uh, review, all the things. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Yeah. Hasta los huevos. Go America, since Korea's most likely going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> there.